This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Father Daniel DePlantis, a Catholic priest, martial artist, and host of the Karate Priest Podcast. Have you ever wondered what the church teaches about different topics? Are you a martial arts enthusiast or just someone who wants to learn more about martial arts? I'd like to invite you to join me and many guests on my podcast as we cover topics of faith, everyday living, and martial arts on the Karate Priest Podcast. everybody. Welcome back to season four of A Catholic's Perspective, the podcast all about being a young Catholic surviving in a secular world. I hope you guys have been doing well. This is officially the first episode of season four, so welcome everybody. Today we have a very interesting topic. I have two friends with me today, Ethan and Pat from the Crunch Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about social media, how it's impacting our lives, how to set healthy boundaries with social media, how it can impact our faith, all of that stuff we're going to get into today. But um, yeah, welcome, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Hooray. Hey. Hey, Finally. guys. It's very <laughs> good to be back. It's good to be here for the first time. I am back. <laughs> yes, so. it's true. At the end Ethan. of this show, you'll realize why you invited the wrong guy on first. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm just oh my god great. no it's it's so funny i yes i had patrick on originally and then to how how to reach the youth that was back in season two and now did he, ethan did he do it did, uh did i believe you? so <laughs> i mean if, if i can mood can you hear him cry oh he's, he's, fine. he's all right he just probably <laughs> he's about to cry too <laughs> there's gonna be babies crying throughout this whole episode so it's okay i love babies We'll go with yes. <laughs> no, yeah. So you guys run the Crunch Podcast, right? How long have you guys been doing that for? Since our first upload, very easy to remember, September 11th, 2016. We never wow. forget when we never. uploaded our first it's episode. 10-year anniversary, 15-year anniversary. Of we're coming up. We're almost, almost it's, it's, we're a month away today from seven years exactly, which is yes. crazy. So it's been a long time. <laughs> very few people in the Catholic space have podcasted for that long. But very few people have as little success as we've had. And so for that, that long. For that long, right. So we're yeah. unique because we've been doing <laughs> it for a long time, but we don't make any money. So that's what makes us special. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes you good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so funny. I love it. Did you guys want to introduce the audience to your individual selves really quick? Sure. Patrick. Oh, oh gosh. I was gonna tell you to go first. On the spot. Oh. Oh. I podcast and I write. So I'm, I'm a writer and speaker and podcaster. That's basically what I do. I used to be based in Pittsburgh. Now I live in Melbourne. I have a wife named Phoebe and a beautiful son named Leo. And uh, yeah, that's basically what I do. Um, I've been the youth minister before, but that's over now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm also a podcaster. I don't write in the strict sense. Yeah, um, you hate I'm it. I, I, I'm not very good at it. So <laughs> I, I don't write, but I do, I do love podcasting. Uh, I, I also have a wife named Emma and a, and a son named Peter, and we live in Oklahoma city, the great affordable city 
of the United States. The Sooner State. The Sooner State, <laughs> but I'm not a Sooner fan. I'm from Kansas originally. Shout out to anybody from Kansas. Uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> That's what I usually say whenever <laughs> I come all, on something. Right. Just happy to be here. Well, I'm very excited for our topic today because I think it's a really important one. Social media is constantly changing. I feel like it's constantly like infiltrating different generations. I don't think mm-hmm. a lot of people in my parents' age really know how to use like the newer social medias. But new sushi, new sushi media. Mm, oh, delicious. now now we're talking. Forget the other thing. Get me I need a medium to bring sushi from the plate into my mouth. Get me a California <laughs> roll instead of these California-based social media platforms. There we go. There, got there, there. there we go. <laughs> I love it. Do you guys like sushi, actually, though? I yeah. do. I yeah, really like sushi. I do. My wife you guys are a landlocked state nerd. I, hey, Oklahoma has the has the furthest inland port out of any state in the United States at the port That's of Tulsa. It's near Tulsa, so eat That's why my shorts did, right now. <laughs> uh, I do love sushi. Yeah, I like. I'm sushi going. I want to go get sushi today. Now, I yeah. It's a I Friday. A we should hit up the sushi bar. You guys can hit up sushi for me. I'm not a huge fan unless it's eel. Unless it's eel. Mm-hmm. That's I such like a eel. Weird line to draw. You know, there's some <laughs> that's just like rice and cream cheese. You know. Ew. It's pretty good. Yeah. Disgust. Ew. Oh, come on. No, no, right. don't, don't act like you're better. <laughs> cream cheese is you gross. You just said you eat sea snakes. You just said you eat sea snakes, and you're like, cream cheese? What Ugh. am I? Never mind. I'd do, you guys, have an eel. do you guys know JMJ Missions? Um, no. no. You guys should collab with them. They're awesome. I've been friends with them for a while, but we had cool. this debate about cream cheese versus butter on bagels because i think butter tastes better but anthony says cream cheese does and it's been an ongoing debate for three years now almost definitely both yeah i was was gonna say they're both really good i think they're they're good for different situations and different types of bagels you know together and what do you got you get a blueberry bagel that's cream cheese all the all day you know but you get like a like a chocolate chip bagel maybe you put some butter on there you know what i mean it's just it just depends yeah just depends buttery, i like how you guys buttery. are settling this argument that took like three years to settle and we're still <laughs> i don't not know done. who this anthony character is but we need to we need to tell have him you ever had, have you ever had a fried muffin before no fried. yeah so there, there's this there's this diner near me that serves fried muffins they cut a muffin in half and they like cover it in butter and then they fry it on the grill and oh my goodness it's a it's a nice and crispy buttery chocolate chip muffin or banana nut muffin it's crazy good. It's like, oh, wow. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, speaking of banana mu- nut muffins, what are your guys' own experiences with social media? <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> you got us back. That's what we told her. She's butter. We told her to be butter. Um, so we have probably, I don't know who you normally have on this show um, because I don't listen to Catholic podcasts. But That's fair. Uh, <laughs> Patrick and I have had an interesting experience with social media, specifically as as young Catholic men. We're yes. 27 and 26 now. So we've been on it since high school, about 10 years, which is crazy. And we've definitely had different experiences. So when we, so how we met each other was back in the day, this might even be before your time, Amber Rose, was probably when, when everyone was anonymous on Catholic Twitter. Now the people who are anonymous are anonymous because they're worried that the federal government is going to seize their wages for posting yeah. things about Joe Biden and black people. 
And but so, back then it was we were anonymous because we thought we were ugly and we wanted people to like us. Yes. I do remember that. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's I do good. Too. Me being ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore, Patrick. No, no. So we yes. would put like our profile pictures would be like a Disney princess for Ethan's mm -hmm. case. And no. then and, no. yeah, it was. <laughs> Prove it. You deleted My your profile account. picture for a long it. time was like a muscular guy holding the rosary. I thought it was cool. But that was you. Was, that was me. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was then, I was I was Flynn Rider getting attacked by swords, which is now Kevin Durant's profile picture. So which is really funny. Really. Oh, funny. wait, Pete, so, uh, Pat, that was you. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. that's so funny. I was I'm, I'm I bad. was I was Belle for the longest time. And then I switched to Violet because I dyed my hair black oh, nice. and I would just like make wait, it. What was your you handle on a non-Catholic Twitter? Look at us. I know Crazy. my my handle was my handle was still hippie religious on Twitter, okay. but I would change up the the title and I would be like Yeet Demons with the Rosary with Amber nice. Rose, or I would mm -hmm. like change it up. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, go ahead. But yeah, I, so we were we were anonymous. I was Bro Apostle. Patrick was uh, Catholic anon or anon Catholic. Yeah. yeah, which was which was a whole thing. No, it was never anon Catholic. It was Catholic Catholic anon. anon but there was a guy who took yeah. anon Catholic and he was not Catholic, but anyway, fine. Yeah. we were, so that's how we got to know each other was we didn't know each other's names. We didn't know each other's faces. Um, and there was this whole subculture of people who were anonymous and we were all just like kids, like it was teenagers and college kids. And then this whole scandal happened where there was some guy who got catfished by this lady. It's not important to, to talk about now. There's been a new catfishing thing. <laughs> There's been a new catfishing thing that happened with this Tegan character, but yes. that's not, that's, I was friends news. with her. It's wow. not. This one was much worse. All right. This one was a thirty-year-old married woman pretending to be a college teenager. College, yes. Yeah. College Who kid. like engaged in a relationship with a guy, and then he revealed it all when he wrote a, a blog post. He wrote no. He wrote a news article about a news it. News article wrote a tell on all opinion piece in like a respected yeah. Catholic journal, and it was. And then yeah. all these Catholic speakers were like, "There's a bunch of anonymous accounts on Twitter." And we were like, "Yes, we've been here the whole time, yeah. lurking in the shadows." But by that point, Disney characters. I was like a sophomore or junior in college, and so it's like, "Oh, it's probably time to like use my real name and my real face." Yeah. And it so, was the day after our first episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it all kind of happened right around the same time. So, at that point, we started becoming more uh, public facing, and Patrick still has his original Twitter account. I deleted mine right before COVID, actually, which was a huge. I, I'm really glad that I did Even overall more than you are now. Now I'm <laughs> mad because I could really use the followers um, yeah. for different things, but I, it's, it's not a big deal, but Patrick has like what? Eight, 8,000 followers. I had yeah, like 7,000 when I deleted. It doesn't matter because our Instagram doubled that in two months. Right. Instagram mm. is Turns out Instagram is great. Totally on team Zuck now. So we, we had originally grown <laughs> on, um, on Twitter and then we started the podcast and then we kind of floated in and out of Twitter over the years. And then we've only just now started posting on Instagram. So uh, that's kind of been my relationship with it. I was definitely addicted in college. I don't know about you, Patrick. Yeah. Ethan once said that he couldn't focus on his homework <laughs> until he tweeted. Like he had to like tweet and then he could focus on his homework. Yeah. Yeah. It's my like taking a, Twitter... taking a hit from the crack pipe. My relationship with Twitter was definitely like be on it as little as possible. And I would like schedule tweets. Just I would like have a bunch of uh, posting slots throughout the week. And I would just like whatever I thought of a tweet, I'd put it in the queue and I would be like two weeks ahead. Mm -hmm. um, That's what I do. That, that was great. And um, 
yeah, it was just, it was, just, that, that was kind of my, that was kind of what grew me for a while, but yeah. my relationship with Twitter recently has been not posting, but social yeah. media in general, I think, I think I'm the same way as like, I would rather be planning out in advance and engaging as little as possible because I want to create more than I consume. That's kind of my Gosh, relationship with we social are, media. We are so the opposite. You just want to consume. I, no, it's not that I want to consume. It's just that if I'm going to use social media, I want to be like in the conversation, responding to things as they happen. Yeah. Like talking to people live and not just like sitting back and just firing off mortars that land God knows where. You know? I care very little about the conversation. Um, my favorite times <laughs> yeah. on Twitter, Amber mm -hmm. will relate to this, is when mm -hmm. I fire off an opinion and everyone yes. cares about it forever and I don't respond at all. Yeah. Amber, the people... first time I <laughs> the first time I came into contact was you with you was when you said if you don't say grace, your food could have demons in it. And I was like, <laughs> I like her. And you didn't say anything to anyone. I was like, mad respect for this one. I love that. That's I think so we funny. talked about that in our first meeting when we did meet because I talked about that because people curse food all the time. That's like the easiest yeah. way to get possessed. And people were saying I was being paranoid, et cetera. And I'm like, no, it's just facts. Like right. exorcists talk about this like all yeah. the time. And then when we had our first meeting, um, I was like, yeah, I don't really respond to anybody because I don't think it's worth it because people no feel great. like they're entitled to a certain creator's response. You know, mm. they're like, we dragged you through the mud here. Are you not going to respond? Like, how is your life going to go on without us? Why aren't you responding to us? Aren't go we your life? Go through the humiliation ritual. Do your mm. penance. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Go Go drape a thing across your shoulders and kneel in the, you know, Dust. in the Capitol Public Hall. Square. Yeah. Yeah. In the public yes. square. Cover my face in ash. But it's that's, like the that's fact. Like, that's like my relationship with social media is kind of like the, the conversation to me is just toxic because it's not like a, people always talk about how toxic Twitter is. And I think it's because Twitter is supposed to be this conversation where you're responding. Mm -hmm. But on like, on Instagram, there's a little bit of a difference there because people like, when people want to talk to us on Instagram, I've seen people like go to other posts, like, hey, can you respond to this? Because I really want you to respond to this. Like, there's no expectation of a, of a response. Mm -hmm. Whereas like right. on Twitter, every people tweet is expect a tweet. You to. Yeah, they expect yeah. you to respond and they expect well, you to like address the allegations. The issue with Twitter as well is the fact that it has a limited text number. So oh, you'll sure, have yeah. to get rid of certain Only words. if you're not verified. If you have Twitter True. blue, you can type as much as you want. I'm not paying Elon Musk to have a blue check mark next to my name. Check. I had the blue check for unpaid for so long. It was oh, crazy. I'm thinking about awesome. getting I'm thinking about paying the eight dollars a month. Ethan, no. Why do not? It. Do it. I want Are to. You verify? Are you meta verified, Amber? No, they won't verify me. Why not? It's really dumb. Why? I don't know. They always deny me this every single time. It's so dumb. I'm like, bruh, come on. I don't think I, we can because we're not ourselves. So we can't get meta verified. Yeah, we're, you can't verify a podcast. No one knows if the show is real or not. <laughs> they're like it's a figment of your imagination yeah we've we've hallucinated <laughs> hundreds of people into giving us money every month on patreon.com slash patreon.com slash the crunch i love it you guys though you guys have like that interesting you guys are technically millennials right i'm only a couple oh, oh, oh no? man that was no, like you just, you just used a slur and <laughs> at us. Dare you. um we're like we're like right in between so i was born in 96 patrick you're born in 97 yeah, so depending on so who you ask and what day of the week it is. Right. I feel more of a kinship with Gen Z. I feel zero kinship with millennials. I feel like not I feel like way far apart from millennials, but I am yeah. the same age as a lot of millennials, if that makes sense. It does, yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, I thought we were millennials, but now that I'm in college, I'm like, no, we're definitely Zoomers because it's like, I, yeah, I, I see what millennials care about, what they talk about. And I'm just like, oh, dude, I super, I don't care about Disney World yeah. that much. Or right. Harry I don't, I don't much. drink, I don't make my whole personality drinking wine, you know, like that's <laughs> yeah, come on. I don't, I don't need to find something to consume to fill the void in my heart you know like that's, that's I, just, I feel like what millennials do is they're just like oh i'm gonna get really into marvel and mm. that's gonna be the thing and it's like well i have a child and yeah like, that's, for me, for me anxiety and depression is not a personality trait it's a reality mm-hmm. right <laughs> it's a lived experience it's a reality trait <laughs> patrick don't make fun of depression it. sorry the, the, the sky king will come for you <laughs> Anyway, Ambrose, there's this guy named uh, Richard who died five years ago, but he he was depressed. And so instead of like going on a podcast and talking about how depressed he was, like people do now, he hijacked mm-hmm. a commercial jetliner and did barrel rolls and crashed into the ground. What? And how? I know, which Why? is which, it's just crazy. There were no people in it. It was just him. So he was, he was like in his mind, he's like, I got to screw loose. And I know that I you can like hear his conversation with the FAA like they mm-hmm. have it recorded. He's like, I'm just going to do a barrel roll and maybe I go out and maybe I don't. But like, I don't know what to do with my life anymore. And I have a dead end job. And so I might as well go out in a blaze of glory. And it's just like, man, at least he took it to its logical conclusion. You yeah. know what I mean? I, he went yeah. all the way. Say what you will about the. About at least the he didn't go on a podcast and be like, I'm depressed. And then, yeah, like, let's just anyway. But answer your question. Point. How dare you? <laughs> no, no, I it's I get it though. I get it. Yeah. But like you guys definitely have been on social media for a while nonetheless. Yeah. But did how did it like impact the way you guys grew up? Did you have like a normal childhood or did technology kind of infiltrate that? I used to read more. I'm just saying that. something cuz I read a lot now, but mm-hmm. it does. I think um I think we lucked out because social media was not, they didn't figure out what, they didn't figure out how to monetize it until like 20, 2012. And so like by the time we were in high school, they were just kind of starting to figure out yeah. how to capture attention. Like they didn't, the Facebook ad revolution was in 2012 and then the algorithm changed in 2015. And so by the time Instagram was out, like Instagram came out when I was in high school. And yeah. so like, Instagram, there Snapchat, all Vine, all yeah. those things happened while we were in high school. And, and so, so it wasn't, wasn't like it wasn't this like hyper uh, addictive just crack for your brain. So like we we missed that, which is nice. But it was um, I think the way that it affected us was it was um, it was more of like social media back then was how can you be the most popular person in your circle? Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's not really about circles and connections. It's about the algorithm. So like it's now it's, can you be the best of all time of everyone? Right. And so there, that was a little bit different as I think, I think what the way social media affected us is like, we're not, we're a little less ready for this new creator economy than other than younger zoomers who have lived in it forever. And they've only ever known the algorithm. We mm. knew the network we had a weird experience with it like to give you a frame of reference i watched the coney 2012 video on google plus i loved google plus google plus was a was a fascinating little experiment that now google plus sounds like google you have to pay for right yeah but it was also free so that's weird. so yeah we i like got twitter in 2013 i got facebook when i was in seventh grade which would have been what 
2010, 2009, somewhere around there. And so 2011? like no. 2011, yeah, 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 somewhere around there. So it's like, but, but it was just, I just wanted to poke the girls that I liked from school and <laughs> like post on my friend's walls and like post memes. Like it wasn't it, like Patrick said, it was, it was so contained within just like my yeah. own world of like Chisholm trail middle school, you know, like that was all that really mattered. And then eventually high school. And then kind of when we got to college, especially with, because we had the other accounts that were more, that were bigger, that were the Catholic accounts that kind of brought in my perspective compared, I think to a lot of my peers who maybe are still in the, like I post on Facebook for my high school friends type beat, yeah, but like no, Patrick fair. and I don't, I think a lot of people our age still post like that. Patrick, mm. they're like on Twitter, or on Facebook for yeah. the people they know in real life. Whereas we are just like, not, you know, yeah, that's true. I guess with, I guess with Twitter, our experience was like, it was, it was a network, but it was still, a, it was larger than our friends. Yeah. I mm. guess I've, I've always, I've always posted like that. Like I'm posting for the public as opposed to for my friends. Right. right. Yeah, so, I but I think we were on, we were like in, we, we were the transition people where that turned where like people younger than us always kind of understand that they're posting to the world and people older than us kind of always understand that they're posting to people that they know in real life for the most part. Mm. So no, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting though. Cause I mean, I, I grew up with like those CD computer games that you have to put into like the tower mm -hmm. in order. To How old are them. you? I'm 24. Okay. The mystery of veggie. Island. Oh yeah. She's not that much younger. No, <laughs> no I'm I you were younger than that. Ethan's old. Ethan's I'm not. I'm, I'm, in in my, late I'm in my mid to late right. 20s still. I don't think <laughs> you're in your oh. late 20s. You're in your early oh. late 20s. I'm in my Goodness mid late. Gracious. I'm in my my late. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm I in my the early 20s. The trade off is that I own yeah. a house. And so I guess that's like fine to like be in your yeah. late 20s. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You know what I mean? Like keep your it's youth. a good life thing. I'll build, I'll build my equity, brother. Sure. <laughs> yeah, then you're going to take a HELOC to refinish your kitchen or something. I don't know. No, I would take a HELOC to buy an investment property that's the that's the dave ramsey it's actually not the dave ramsey at <laughs> all, not the dave ramsey at all. <laughs> it could be though i feel like that's something he would say <laughs> I, dave ramsey wants you to pay off your house before you invest in anything other than um, the stocks retirement. basically retirement yeah oh um, that's true yeah. i mean yeah i haven't read too many of his books but yeah i did the cd roms i would go i would get pajama sam from the library come home pop it in i love that oh my gosh that's the dream so, huge so good not anymore do you guys i know with like now that because you said how social media has changed so much and like you guys are kind of you know on instagram and twitter and mm -hmm. are you guys you know podcasts and stuff mm -hmm. in those like realms of social media did you notice an impact of your faith life like pros and cons anything of that nature type thing i because we were in Catholic circles on social media, it helped, which okay. is strange. So like, because we had such access to like divergent views, our, 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 uh, our personal experience of, you know, suburban Catholicism in all of its, you know, good. Like, I had a really great youth group in high school. I had some really okay formation. Some, some, some of the formation was lacking. So like, Twitter really filled in that gap, right? Um, I think the reputation of Franciscan, both in my youth group and my community and the reputation I had online helped me make that decision to go there. And so I think that Catholic Twitter specifically helped. 
Like, I don't know how that would be for, for the average person because the average person isn't going to be like a card holding member of Catholic Twitter, you know? So it's like, I had, I had, I had solid friendships that I made from, from Twitter that helped my faith. Like Ethan is a great example. I don't know why I didn't use him first. Um, okay, but like, I, I can see wedding, why. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, I could see why someone. Oh. In terms of their faith life. You broke up a little bit there. Could you repeat that? Really? Yeah, it was like robotic. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, my bad. So I was saying, I was saying, I could see, I could see how someone who's not like a, a regular, you know, only on Catholic Twitter, I could see how someone would have a negative experience if they're like part of Catholic Twitter and also part of like, I don't know, Instagram model Instagram. You know, it's like yeah. I could see, if, I could see social media negatively affecting people's faith life because especially now the algorithm serves what it knows you want to see not what you what you say you want to see it's because like back in our day you had to follow accounts that posted bad stuff but now it if you just like up. look at it for two seconds yeah. instagram will show you more right of it, you know so it's like kind that's of frustrating i would say for me i uh i've like been through i've been through ups and downs where i'm like yeah i don't want anything to do with this or yeah i want everything to do with this um i think Those it's two options I, th I think that it's, <laughs> those are the only two. I think it's more up to uh, an individual's desire for discipline and virtue more so than like the social media itself, because mm. you can have a virtuous person use social media and their faith life won't be impacted. And you can have a vicious person use social media and it will just amplify their viciousness, you know? And so it's like, for me, the, the the impetus is not well i need to like remove social media or put limits on it or whatever it's like no i just need to become more virtuous and then i'll use it better and that's kind of how i've seen in my life through like different you know there were times yeah. where i like i deleted my whole twitter account and i lost all my followers and all the tweets are gone you know but then i started back up and now i have a oh, better the relationship tweets are backed up. we the downloaded tweets, oh, oh i have oh i have the tweets i, I have, have <laughs> just you have the them. breast pump tweet it, I do it have exists the on your hard drive yeah it, it does exist um so yeah i think i think it's much more up to the the person using it than the thing itself and it, and i think that has i think a lot of people when they look at social media they see it as the default way that it's presented to them which i think is bad so like for example on twitter i have everyone muted that i follow and then i put everyone that i care about reading on a list and i separate the list based on topic and so i have mm -hmm. a catholic list and i have a like a sports list and then I have a politics list and then I have like a business list. And whenever I, I like just swipe through the different lists and then I read things and it's like way less difficult to get lost in the sauce of the algorithm because a list <clears throat> Twitter doesn't put like algorithmically generated things into your lists. You, it just is the people that you put in there. And so I think if people just put a little more intention behind how they use these things, I, yeah. un I unfollowed every person on Facebook that would show up in my feed for like a month. Every time I went on, I would just unfollow people. So now when I get on Facebook, it says, whoa, looks like you have no posts. Maybe you should follow someone. I'm like, no, thanks. I don't really, if I want to see someone's stuff, I'll just go and I'll like look it up. And so I think if you use it and you're intentional about it, it's way it, like there are things you can do to make it easier for you instead of just 
downloading the app and using it yeah. as it's as it's packaged because it's packaged to pull the most money and attention out of you and so you kind yeah, of have to fight it a little bit i do think if you want to like if you want i don't know i was talking to a teenager about this and i was oh. like, like you understand that they're like making money off of you being distracted right right and i was and they were like yeah i don't care mm -hmm. i like it mm -hmm. and they like it cool right. it's a win-win right i'm like yeah but like, you're gonna you're gonna suffer in the long term right i think that unless you're like cool with that like you're cool with remaining at the attention span of a goldfish and not really going beyond surface level content i guess that's okay mm -hmm. um but i do think in general the less exposure you have to algorithmically optimized content the better yeah i think that if you can because like newsfeed eradicator is awesome but you can always turn off newsfeed eradicator and you can go on your newsfeed and then all of a sudden you're you know looking at algorithmically optimized content so like the the, the most like I don't know, the, the, the word that I like to use is human-powered technology. The more human, the word that I've heard used. The more human-powered technology, the better, you know? Like right. a bicycle is not worse, is not, is not um, like a bicycle and a, and a motorcycle, right, are similar in that they both get you places faster, but a bicycle is human-powered. So you mm. can still get tired riding a bicycle, you know? Um, it's just a motorcycle, like, it's just, it's almost unlimited how far you can go. And so that's not, we're not supposed to do that. We're not, like, we're not designed for that kind of, we can't handle that kind of freedom. We end up in with these just ridiculous distances between us, you know? Right. The no, absolutely. Right. We made fun of <laughs> I definitely think it's important because when I got on social media, I didn't know what I was getting into. I don't think anyone prepares you for being a Catholic communicator or just a Catholic influencer in general. You don't really know what to expect. And most of the time it's an accident when it takes off. Most of the time people don't expect it to. And then all of a sudden it does. And you're like, what do I do now? And that's what happened to me. And so I had to figure out how to deal with coming back into my faith. Like I was a baby Catholic. I was just coming back. I had to deal with hate from people. I didn't know a ton about my faith. So I had to do a bunch of research to combat the misconceptions that people were throwing at me. It was like mm -hmm. a lot at once and it led to a lot of burnout. And eventually... I had to kind of like take three months off and just mm -hmm. reassess and just figure out like, okay, how am I going to do this? And since then, I've been fairly good at keeping an organized schedule, but except for, you know, this year, because between marriage prep and mm -hmm. full-time school and full-time ministry work, it's been kind of packed, but um, yeah, you know, it's fine. <laughs> but, you know, marriage I think- easier after the wedding. Okay, that's that's what I'm hoping for. No, just kidding. <laughs> there's, more, there's more grace available after the wedding. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're the, Even though I said engagement is the hardest thing, it's the most amount of commitment, least amount of grace. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's what I've heard too. But yeah, it's just one of those things that definitely, you know, um, it kind of segues into our next question, which is like, how can we set healthy boundaries with social media? Because I think that's something that so many people are struggling with today. Yeah, I think kind of like what I was saying earlier is like, create the social media that you need for yourself um, is one thing. And then it's just, it's also like, do you live alone? Like, because if you live by yourself and you work remote and maybe you have like a roommate and you just like, don't have any, I really feel like social media, like the way that you social media is a fruit of the way you live the rest of your life. And so if mm. you don't have community, accountability, friendship, a sacramental life, then your relationship with social media is going to be bad. But I think if you have friends, hobbies, if you are reading books and, and praying or, or you don't even have to read books. I don't think it's book, book, good, phone, bad. It's just like, are you doing things that slow down your 
your brain and slow down your attention mm -hmm. span? Are you gardening or are you going on walks or are, like it could be anything? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, and so that like I think the best way to set a boundary with social media is it's like don't get too fixated on the thing. Like, are you living an integrated life holistically? Yeah. Uh, and if you're not, then that's where you have to start because the social media problem is a symptom of the the lack of the, the disintegrated life problem yeah a friend of mine put it well he was like he was like i don't it's not that social media makes me unhappy and like and i'm not using social media i'm happier it's just that when i'm happier i use social media less mm -hmm. right you know it's, it's like the, the the happiness comes first it's so like i guess like setting up healthy boundaries like what hole is social media filling it's good for you to just take a step back be like i'm going to commit to no unnecessary like non-work related technology use all together for 30 days and then just see what happens write it down what am i missing like do i miss it every day do i miss it every week all right cool go back and say all right so i missed you know i i, I was i wanted to sit down with my favorite can of soda and watch <laughs> netflix uh every day for 30 days okay that probably means that's something that you really care about and you enjoy watching television so set a rule for yourself like i watch netflix after i have a successful day at work for 30 minutes with a coca-cola and i turn mm. off autoplay so that it doesn't autoplay i don't get stuck you know and that sort of thing is like you know you maybe you don't need to go on facebook all the time you know it's like right. it's just too much you know you yeah it's just like figure out what's figure out what's good for you. You know, if you, if you need online friendship, then okay, maybe Twitter is good for you because there are people online who are your friends that you can communicate with, share ideas, talk about things. Cause you might live somewhere where there's no in-person Catholic community. That's a real problem that a lot of people have. Um, That's why we started our discord. We have a discord community that has 530 people in it. Wow. And so it's, uh, like people converse and they chat and they, they share problems and they share questions. It's like, that's a form of social media, but it's led to people meeting in real life. It's led to people dating. It's led to people getting jobs. It's let, you know, like, and so I think it's, uh, it's figuring out like, what do I really need at the, at like the, the, the deeper level, not just mm -hmm. what do I want right now? Because my mind is buzzing because I'm, you know, so used to just filling every desire at a second's notice. It's like, okay, what do yeah. I really need? I really need community. Okay. How can I find community online? What do I really need? Well, I really care about knowing what's going on in the world. I really care about the news. Okay. What's a good way to figure out how to get the news. And just like, if you go, if you just take a step back, go a little bit deeper, then I think it's the boundaries become much more clear instead of mm -hmm. like setting an arbitrary time limit using the screen time app on your phone. Like that doesn't really solve the problem. That just is like trying to bandaid it. Um, right. And so I think that's why it's so unsuccessful. And people just hit the thing and say, add 15 minutes because you're not really solving anything. You're just like trying to make yourself feel better without addressing what you really want because people are embarrassed or they're scared yeah. <laughs> to talk. And they about added they that really feature want. so that you could continue to be addicted to it, by the way. Like mm -hmm. that, that feature was that feature is added so that you can feel like you're being very responsible with your social media use, where in reality, you're not. That's I mean, how they get you. Because yeah. TikTok even added that in because they were like, they were like, oh, you've been scrolling for a lot. Time to take a break because they don't want you to become. It's like a it's like it's like they don't want you to die. It's like the Matrix. Heroin. You know, they don't want you to die doing heroin. They want you to keep doing heroin. So they won't mm -hmm. lace it all the time. They'll lace it for one guy. So, you know, where the good stuff is, but they won't lace it for everyone. Yeah, that's a thing. They lace yeah. heroin with fentanyl so people die and they go, OK, cool. I'm going to go. Who there. is who is they? 
heroin, the CIA. What do you think? This happens. Well, this happens point. a lot. <laughs> I believe it you. Happens. You just have to say the CIA did it. And I'm in. <laughs> that happens a lot in Chicago. Like the whole fentanyl thing. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 No, but that makes sense. And I think it's an actual, uh, you know, it's a tool that people can use to actually dissect their own feelings instead of just being like, oh, yeah, this is a Band-Aid and this will work for a little while. I mean, I've done that before. I've done the whole timer thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but why isn't it working? And that's the reason why. It's because you really Mm -hmm. have to get to the source of it. And, you know, as Catholics in the social media world, you know, we have to take up space and we have to be able to share our faith and things like that. So it kind of ties into our last two questions here, which is, you know, how do we take up space on social media as Catholics? But then when we do, we are bound to receive hate. So then how do we deal with that hate? Well, so I have, I have some opinions about this. I think haters will be prayed for a journal from religioushippie.com. Oh, you know it. You can get it for fifteen dollar donation. You can get the what? haters will be prayed for did you, journal. Did you guys talk before this? Like, how no, you... I'm just really good at making money. I just haven't been applying it through our podcast. <laughs> I know you're applying it to someone else. Come Thanks, on, Pat. Man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Goodness, we need oh, to. You and I are going to talk after this, Patrick. I, <laughs> Patrick's going to get reprimanded. Formally I think enough. what a lot of Catholics don't understand, and that Patrick and I have kind of taken to heart, is that. People are looking to generally, they want to have a good time. Like when they get on, they want to laugh. They don't want someone talking about things they don't understand. They don't want someone contradicting them. They don't want someone uh, for this is all for better or for worse. This is just what people want. They don't want someone like teaching them things. They, they don't want to feel bad about themselves when they're on social media. And so in my opinion, I think there's way too much preaching and teaching on on social media i think a lot of i think it's good for people that are looking for it like the bible in a year is great for the people who are looking for it catechism in a year is great for the people who are looking for it but most people i would argue despite the success of podcasts like that and shows like that most people are not looking to learn about the catholic faith online most people are looking to have a little joke and have a good time and then go on to the next thing that they're looking for yeah so I think ca- more Catholics need to adjust how they do things and have more fun instead of being so serious all the time. Because yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, people want, you, people want you to fill, people want you to uh, solve their need without, be, they want you to fill their need without feeling bad about having that need. Like people really want to like, they want to tell you I'm in sales. So people want to tell you the problem they're having more than they want you to tell them the problem they're having. Mm-hmm. You know, right. People want, people want to be like, yeah, I'm having this problem and I, I just noticed it yesterday. I'd love to solve it right now. And so I'm perfect again. You know, people want, they, they don't want to feel criticized. So like, Hey, it, it, it puts you in a tough spot when you're a Catholic creator, because you like, you hear all the time from Jesus like be a sign of contradiction. I did not come to bring peace, but the sword. And that's all true. But, you know, there's a time and place for contradicting the crowds and social media is very, like Jesus spoke with, you know, he spoke with his, he spoke one-to-one with people. He had his small group of disciples and he had the crowds and he handled them all differently. He was extremely compassionate with the one-on-one conversations. He was very direct and patient with his small group of disciples. And he was very giving 
with the crowd. He was either giving or he was contradictory. He was, he was one or the other. He gave them bread and then he slapped them around and then he gave them, you know, wine and then he slapped them around, you know? And so there's like a lot of, a lot of Catholics have a tendency to go too far to the, let's just give them bread. They, that's what they had. Mm-hmm. They came for right? Let's give do another miracle. They came to Capernaum for more bread. Let's give them more bread. And then some are too quick to do the other side of, you know, let's just slap them around. And, but what's going to happen is you're going to lose all of your, uh, you're following. That might be what you want, but I don't know if you want to do that every time. You know, that's why <laughs> that's what Catholics on the internet need to understand. I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's a there's a temptation to be uh, not angry. I I hate when people say like, oh, there's just a bunch of angry trads online. This is just like not true. You just don't like what they're saying, and so I think there's and there's a there's a side on uh, you know the people who are maybe more to the left or or. Uh, differently think differently about the church than others there's this you know kind of it's all okay and everybody's fun and we don't really like it's it's too like you kind of have to have a little bit of both and Mm. it's because if you're just constantly like i don't know i'm thinking like matt walsh is very successful just picked him out of my brain but he's very very abrasive to people and there's some people that he's never going to reach because he's not going to change his approach because he's found success doing what he's doing um And so, and I think that's fine. There's also people that Father James Martin will never reach because of how he approaches things. You know, these are like the two people that I'm thinking of. And so I think <laughs> we, for, get for, we, sh- we should, we should orchestrate that. But for, for, for the average Catholic person online, like, can you just, just relax? We don't need to, I just want people to laugh. That's really all I care about is I want to make jokes and I want people to to laugh. And I think that's what Patrick cares about too. And that's where a lot of our success on Instagram has come from is the, like you fart out a reel that's like kind of making fun of how many extraordinary ministers of Holy communion there are gets a hundred thousand views. It's like, Oh wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty nice. It, Seems like a lot. it, it did. <laughs> I know. Look at so you. It's like, yeah. So it's like, that's, and that's not indicative of anything about me. It's just indicative that like, okay, a lot of people have this experience Poor where it's like man. weird, where it's weird that there's old people that storm the altar every day for mass. Like that's strange. And like pointing out like, okay, this is kind of strange leads to conversations of, well, why do we need that many extraordinary ministers of Holy communion? And then you can have a conversation about the Eucharist and reverence and liturgy, but we didn't go at it by saying we need to be more reverent about the Eucharist. Like we went about it by posting a video of people rollerblading. Like there's, it's like a different, it's a different approach that I think not many people are taking. And I think that's what we need to do more of. Imagine you write a song and someone invents an app called Instagram where they put your song and people can do videos to your song. And the most popular video to that song is a bunch of boomers on roller skates making <laughs> fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> and that song. Poor Dan I love shoot. it. Poor Dan shoot. It'll be fine. But yeah, you guys do a really sense? good job with the reels. Thanks. Wow. It's all Patrick. I make it's- I make one banger a month and then I dip out. <laughs> I do like one video that gets hundred so- K and then I quit. We had we had 800 followers in May, and um, Ethan posted a reel that did extremely well. Yeah, it's our second most watched reel of all time. After your I did your, beat him, your I did video beat him, but, That's good. but I I I saw that he did that, and I was like, oh, maybe we could go big on Instagram. And so I started posting three reels a day, and we got 16,000 followers in a couple of months. So it was That's very, amazing. So if you're looking to grow on Instagram, stay consistent, kids. I don't know what to tell you, but or just be really good looking like us. Yeah, simple. <laughs> our reels. Are no, I love it. And plus, it's like the fact that you 
you get hearted. I mean, that's something that people have told me as well. They're tired of this brimstone and fire, serious, this is what's wrong mm-hmm. with the church. This is what's mm-hmm. going on in everyday life, doomsday. And there are a lot of content creators out there who I'm friends with who do that. And you know what? It mm-hmm. works for them. Taylor Marshall's yeah. one of them, you know? But at the same time, I'm like, but Taylor there's... Marshall? Can you tell him to unblock me on Twitter? I'm sorry I made fun of the gingerbread. Oh, sure. sorry. Can you, can you tell him that he's <laughs> wrong about him, the moon yeah. landing? But for the can, you tell him, can you tell him to unblock me and that I'm sorry for uh, making a fake tweet of it? Did you see that? <laughs> I'll do what I can, but I make he's no never promises. He's never going to unblock me. He, he, he seems like a guy who doesn't have time for goofy boys like us. Oh, like, to so your funny. point, it's like I, I agree with those people. I just think that their approach is just, is just a mistake sometimes. Yeah, you know, I think like, if it was, I think if it was middle, like meddled with some of the goofy stuff, like you have to have a serious video here and there and be talk about serious topics mm-hmm. once in a while so that people take you seriously. But for the most part, whenever I put out a video, people say that they appreciate the lightheartedness of my YouTube videos and how like mm-hmm. I throw in jokes and gags in there, even if it mm-hmm. is not necessarily a serious topic. Like I did a, a I did a video about the submarine tragedy. And that was a very solemn, serious video. But then I'm doing right now a series on the seven deadly sins. And I throw in gimmicks and, you know, little jokes in there. And people love it mm-hmm. because they're so tired of just brimstone fire. You're wrong. This is bad. Like, da, 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 da. And you can say all those things and communicate all of that without being, like, harsh. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you don't have to be necessarily, like, a funny person. Like, Patrick is a funny guy, which is why a lot of his reels work, you know? Right. I think it's just a matter of, like, you don't have to take your, like, this is a very serious topic, like Catholicism, evangelization, mission, liturgy, the church, all these things are serious because it's, it's literally life or death. Like, you're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. And, like, everybody that you ever meet is either going to heaven or going to hell. And so, like, you should care about that. Yeah. But (laughs) at the same time, is if, like, you treat, like, there's some people out there that just treat every conversation and every interaction that they ever have. Like, well, I got to tell them about the 54 day rosary novena. And you're like, yes, <laughs> take a breath, take a breath. How was your day? Like, how are, how are, did you have sushi? Yes or no. You know, do, do you, you like eel, eel like or crazy cream person? Yeah. <laughs> like that's, those are the things you need to do. And then it's, there's some quote from some guy. It doesn't matter who, but it's like, love you, it. Yeah. This is, this is the value that I bring to the podcast. But it's it's like if you tell people the truth, uh, make them laugh. I don't know exactly what the quote is, but like if you if you make people laugh or if you let them smile, then they're way more likely to hear what you're saying and like listen to the truth that's being explained than if you just just launch it at them. And uh, right. So that's that's all I have to say about that. No, and that's that's fair. And I think that's something that we all need to kind of work on. You know, I think we all have that one devotion or that one thing in our life where we're like, people need to know about it. And they that's great. For but me, not every to our podcast. Yes. That's the one <laughs> devotion. Mm-hmm. Just plug that right in there. Yeah. <laughs> I did no, my it's... I did my work for the journal. That's patreon.com. <laughs> <laughs> For the price of for, the, for two thirds of a of a haters will be prayed for a journal. You can support us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> it works out well. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just think that these days, you know, people, I think, take social media a little bit too seriously. They view it as this thing that is just end all be all. And it's like, that's not true at all. But you got to learn how yeah. to use it properly. Right. Um, but, you know, I really appreciate you guys hopping on here and doing this podcast with me. Yes. Not like we've already plugged your podcast in and stuff, but where can my visitors find you? Visitors, viewers, listeners? Viewers, visitors. Some people might be visitors. If it's your first time, stand up, greet your neighbor. How? How you doing, everybody? <laughs> um, Come to the front. Tell us a fun fact about yourself. We're everywhere at The Crunchcast. That's Twitter, Instagram, and our website is thecrunchcast.com. And if you want to listen to our podcast, we're on iTunes and Spotify or Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You just Google yes. The Crunch Catholic Podcast and you'll find us. Um, awesome. You want to listen. We have 350 episodes, give or take. That's a lot of them. That's a we lot. Up, we upload twice a week on our main feed. We do a regular show, and then we do a, a specifically about dating. We do a dating podcast on Wednesdays, Ooh. so Sundays and Wednesdays. And then if you give us $10 a month, you get a bonus episode on Fridays. So we do three episodes a week if you like us. And if you don't like us, please don't tell me I can't handle that kind of rejection <laughs> at this time. If you tell me, maybe don't later. Tell me, I'll change the podcast. <laughs> Wait, one person said this one thing. We have to change everything about the show. <laughs> That's literally me. Yeah. It happens. So bad. I dig my heels in. I'm like, fine. They're never going to get what they want. I'm never going to change. And then we actually end up not improving the things we actually need to improve because I, I get so stubborn. If you want a show that's great, you should listen to ours and be along for the ride. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Yes. Yeah, so definitely go check them out, listeners, if you guys have not. And with all that being said, guys, thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate it. Um, again, that's Ethan and Pat from the Crunch Podcast. And with all that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and I'll be talking to you guys in the next one. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Catholic's Perspective with me, The Religious Hippie. Make sure to visit my official website at thereligioushippie.com, and while you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter to keep up to date with my latest news and offerings. You can also find me on virtually any social media site as The Religious Hippie. Thanks for listening! This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. A quest is a search for something. And every week, the Quest Podcast will show you how we know what we know through interviews with people that have incredible stories of dedication and perseverance. I'm your host, Todd Fisher. Join me in this thought-provoking and inspiring podcast of discovery. Find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please be sure to rate and review this episode. This podcast is produced by Amber Rose and distributed by Metacortex Publishing. This podcast is copyright by The Religious Hippie NFP. Any previously trademarked or copyright content is used by permission. Information and opinions stated in this podcast should not be construed as medical advice. Please be sure to visit the official website for The Religious Hippie at thereligioushippie.com or find me on social media for other unique content.